Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, Yins, welcome back to another episode of Bold Sports. Matt, we're on episode 49. I see that. It's hard to believe. I know. It's almost a year. Almost a year. Getting to be that time, you know, football season. We, we started it up in order to... We started up the week before the NFL last year. Right, because we, we had to break down the Steelers. And uh, it, it took a few months, but break down they finally did. Yeah, they did break down in that playoff game there. You know, stuff happens. Stuff happens. We got a rule changed because of it, you know. It's been an eventful year in sports. The Jesse the, James rule. The Jesse James rule, the uh, surviving the ground uh, clarification. Yeah, that all that all happened in the last year. I, I'd like to think we had a hand in it, but, you know. We didn't. We complained about it. We, we did. We, we definitely did. And, you know, if you're out there listening and you're complaining along with us, well, welcome back. <laughs> We're getting ready for another, you know, football season. It's, you know, hard to believe it's almost here. Saturday, college football, September first. Well, well, you know, college football actually starts this Thursday. It's a UCF game. Yeah, which UCF is the only team to actually go undefeated and win their bowl game last year. So they gave themselves like this self-titled national champion, whatever. It's fine. Um, it's fair. Tag. It's fair. You yeah. know, whatever. Teams do it. Yeah. I mean, there was that whole thing with uh, LSU and USC. Yeah. That one year. I mean, you know, Nick Saban got the Crystal Trophy. I mean, I seem to recall. I mean, but, it, but USC still had a, you know, what, they, they won their the Rose Bowl. And, and it was before the BCS stuff, but I, as much as I don't like Penn State, they kind of got screwed out of the national championship, I believe it was 95. Right, but they just... They went undefeated, and Nebraska went undefeated, and then... Penn State won the Rose Bowl, Nebraska won the Orange Bowl, and then they gave it to Nebraska because it was like Tom Osborne's last year coaching or some shit. I I remember that, and I I remember they made like a Burger King ad for Penn State that year because they were really good. Um, I don't really recall anybody going around trying to say they were national champs, though. I think it seems like the Penn State fans are content to just like complain in perpetuity about how they got screwed. And I really can't argue with that. And they really got screwed two years ago with that bullshit of winning the Big Ten and then not getting a being winning the Big Ten and not getting a bid to the Final Four when Ohio State didn't make it to the Big Ten championship but still got a bid. Because the Big Ten, you know, as, as we've State, discussed, they Ohio cannibalized State, themselves. But Ohio State got screwed last year, so well, I mean, you know, you know hindsight's you know twenty twenty. So I don't really care if Ohio State got screwed anymore. Near do I. Um, Ohio but, State's missing a coach for the first three games of this season, so they'll have someone. Uh, well, well, they have the offensive coordinator stepped in as interim head coach, but Urban Meyer will be back. It's after not, three it's weeks. not the first time. Yeah, no, definitely not. No, definitely not the first time at all. How was your uh, sports week, though? What'd you do? Did you get to watch a bunch of stuff? Did you oh. get to do go go play any yourself? Ride a bike? Play some golf? I, I went for a bike ride like Friday evening. Um, watched a little soccer on Saturday and Sunday. And just pretty much, yeah, just chilled. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, didn't didn't really uh, didn't follow the the Pirates too closely. I watched I watched every every blow of the Friday game, the the really long one, and I decided not to let myself get bothered by Saturday and Sunday. 
Yeah, I and didn't... I, I, I don't like the stupid uniforms, and I, I wasn't into the nicknames. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know who these other guys are on the other team. Right? You know, like, I, I can figure out who J-Mo is. Right. Because I follow the Pirates. Exactly. But, like, I have no idea who you are if you don't have your real name on. If you're a Brewer. Like, I, I just haven't followed the Brewers that closely this year. Like, maybe Tampa or, like, Houston, Houston. are <laughs> teams that I've seen a lot. You know, you know obviously we know who Coltrane is. You, you know, know. And like, there's the Red Sox and Yankees, you know. And Red Sox don't have their names on their jerseys anyways. Here so are the Yankees. Got to learn the numbers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I just, I wasn't into the baseball so much this weekend. Uh, Crystal Palace lost to Watford Sunday morning. So. I did see that. Did you? I did. I didn't see the match. I saw they lost. I was like, "Ah, oh, Matt's gonna be upset." I was a little surprised. Um, um, they, they need to stop Fallon Zaha, and you know, the, the, he he got a rep last year as being a diver, but it's it's only partially true. Uh, he does get like mugged all the time, um, and yeah, I just I just think that like he's got such a reputation for being a diver now that. You know, if the refs are reading the same, like, Twitter feed that I am, like, they might be less inclined to call penalties against him, and that really sucks. But they did win their cup match today, so... That's good. I'm happy again about that. That's good. So every, everything bad that happened over the weekend has been rectified, except for the Pirates still sucking. Yeah, I mean, this past week, I mean, uh, I was off Sunday. I uh, worked late Saturday night. I got home at, like, 3.30... Uh, so I had some beers and some whiskey and a cigar until like 6 a.m. when the neighbor's rooster cooed. I was like, I guess it's time to go to yeah, bed. Yeah, that's probably time. Yeah, so I guess I was like, guess it's time to go to bed. So I went to bed and woke up at like 2.30. Uh, went and ran some errands um, with Amanda. I got a I got a, um, a late nine in. Oh, good. You know, one of those mm. like 5.30 tee off, nine holes. Beautiful. Um, made some burgers and some like bacon on the grill oh that's and, good and then we watched some tv and drank some beers and that was about it and then um back at work six days straight so boom yeah. i did get off early last night so i actually got to play at work oh yeah cool. I, I i got off early last night and i texted me i'm like hey i'm off early i'm like can you bring my clubs down and she's like you're not in trouble you didn't get fired right it's only like eight o'clock i'm like <laughs> no we're we're slow like it's okay it's upsetting I didn't make a lot of money, but we're slow. So I ended up getting to actually play at work. It was all nice. right for like an hour or so. How many like holes do they have? Ooh, ooh, where I work, we don't have any holes. No? No, it's just a... It's like a simulator? Uh, no, it's a big, big range. Okay. And it has targets out in the middle, and you want to hit targets. So at this, at Top Golf, you want to have the highest score. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it would be good for people like Mike Hess and Chris and... <laughs> And you. Because you take lots of swings, but no, <laughs> your score is based on where you hit the Yeah, your score is based not on, on the number of times you swing Not on the, the number of times you swing the club. So right. it's not like that. But thanks but thanks for being a smartass. I know, right? We get it that you're good at golf, you know? I'm not that great. Well, you're better than we are. I'm, I'm not that good. I mean, I'm good enough that, like, my friends will still play with me. Yeah. You know, but uh, because I have my blow-up hole where I shoot an 8 or a 9. Everyone does. <laughs> you know. Mine just happens to be most of them. <laughs> nah, you didn't play too bad last time. Yeah, I had I had fun, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. You, when, you're not, yeah. when you're not playing a lot, you can't get mad about not progressing. And a bad day on a golf course. A bad day on a golf course is way better than a good day at work any day of the week. Well, depends what your job is, but yeah. 
For the most part. I don't care what your job is. If you're a baseball player, <laughs> if, like, you're, if, you're, if you're, like, you know, you play in, like, your favorite sport for a living. Yeah, you're right. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I th- I'm pretty sure, like, McCutcheon would rather, like, have, a have really an good average ball. to good day of baseball as opposed to a really shitty day of golf. True. You know? I mean, really, you can't tell me that. And even my job. I mean, a good day of work is, like... Hey, that, that's one less day of work that could go horrendously, horribly, shittily bad. <laughs> so, you know, good, don't under don't undersell a good day of work. So, um, this past weekend, the River Hounds didn't play; they had some time off. Um, but they do have two games going on this week. So, by the time you hear this podcast, one of them will already be over. And the River Hounds do play Wednesday, which will be tomorrow night. Um, we're recording on Tuesday night. Uh, they play the Indy 11 in Indy, and then Saturday night at FC Cincy. Um, of course, uh, the Hounds want to win both, but I was looking at things, uh, in the standings and so forth and whatnot. The Indy 11 game is more important than the Cincy game. Because they can actually catch Indy in the standings. they can, well, no, their Indy's behind them. Okay. Um, but they need to, to beat Indy. They need to push and them they're, down. They're so behind. They secure second seed. They're behind Louisville, which you, were you Louisville look, lost today to Louisville Toronto. lost today. Toronto, Toronto FC, FC two. two. Um, they lost four to one to the Scrubs. Just FYI, which is good. That's good for the Hounds. Let's hope it goes to, to you know Louisville's head yeah. and they drop a few more points here and there. Yeah, FC Cincy is number one right now in the in the. Um, what, what is that? It's the USL? Well, is it the East? They're in the two It's like brackets. East and West, basically. Okay. So they're 11 points ahead of second place Louisville, and the Hounds are like one point behind Louisville. Okay. So, so chance, chance to jump into second place on Wednesday. Chance to jump into second place on Wednesday. So the Indy 11 game is more important than the Cincy game. You know, it's where you start. If it was baseball, you start jockeying pitchers around. Yeah. Um, Soccer, now, you got to worry about like your squad rotation, and like, you have to, when you play these like two games in a week. And this is you where you got to figure out how you're going to rest people. And this is where your goals against and your goals for really counts, and so well, forth. No, it's it's more about you know you, you can't run out like you're starting eleven two days in a week without you know risking injury or like fatigue or like underperformance. You know, so you, the decision is like. If I've got two games in a week, like, do I decide which one is more important in the standings um, in terms of, you know, either trying to safely be second or really make a play for first place? Um, So that being the case, like, you would think that you would see more of, like, the full effort and, like, the top A squad on um, Wednesday night against Indianapolis. But on so, the other hand, you've got a huge rivalry game in Cincinnati on a Saturday night in, like, Nippert Stadium. What are so, you going to do? As of right now, uh, the Hounds playing at right now their one-game match. Well, okay. Match is played. Louisville's 25. The Hounds are 24. So tomorrow night, the Hounds will play. Um, the Louisville, has thir- they're 13-7-5. and five. The Hounds are 12-9-3. Uh, 46 points for Louisville, 45 points for the Hounds. So they win tomorrow, they could tie for second. Uh, and then this is where the kicker comes in because, like, you uh, schooled me earlier on this is how the goal differential brings in where the 
Um, Louisville has 50 goals for, where Pittsburgh has 29 goals for, and then the goals against for Louisville is 30, and the goals against for Pittsburgh is 12. So the goal differential is 20 and 17. Mm-hmm. So that's where the goal differential is. So, like, if they finish tied, yeah. in the event the season ended after tomorrow's game, the Hounds could still take sole possession mm-hmm. a second because of the goal differential. Right. And so, it's, it's so, like, so, like, in the Premier League, on the last day of the season, they play all the matches at the same time. So nobody's able to, like, see, like, yeah. I need this many goals. Or and they probably, like, win. you know, set every, scores somewhere. Well, I mean, like, the, they don't have, like, giant scoreboards like we have. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's no equivalent to, like, the Fenway wall or even, like, PNC so Park. The Wrigley wall with, or the with PNC the, Park uh, wall. You know, yeah. like, the electronic scoreboard. Like, there are people who bring radios and they listen to the, you know, like, they do, like, the whip-around coverage on the radio just like we have here. Um, for like NFL, but um, but yeah, like you don't really know what's going on. Like you can't really concern yourself with like doing a bunch of math and trying to figure out how many goals you need to get to like a certain place in the standings on goal differential, you know, because that can all change. It's all really fluid. Um, I don't know if the USL does that, but I mean that's that's the best way to like make it entertaining. And since they have, like, a package where, I mean, if you've got the subscription, you can watch all the matches that are going on simultaneously. Like, you nice. can flip back and forth, you know, so you could you can do that. I mean, now, I do that for the Premier League. Why not do it for the USL? Now, Indy 11 is 25 matches played, 11 wins, 7 draws, 7 losses, 40 points, 35 goals for, 30 goals against, and a 4-point goal differential. Um, so, I mean... They're sixth out of 16. Yeah. Where Toronto Football Club 2 is last in mm-hmm. 16th position. Right. So, so, I mean, I guess everybody's a lot of bad game. And that's why Louisville lost. It happens. But, I mean, it, it's a, it's an away game. You know, Toronto being bad, like, they, they're like a, a cornered like, animal. You it's know? group A and group B. That's weird. They have... I knew soccer, but it's different. definitely east and west, though. I mean, like all the all the teams. Oh are, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely geographically east and west. distributed. Oh yeah, they're geographically you know? distributed east and west. And, like, but the soccer's groups. I well, about that. yeah, because they don't really have conferences in like yeah. the Euro- European league. Like conference means something completely different in England. Like the conference is like the league below the league, if that makes any sense. Like to an English person, the football conference is like independent ball almost, instead of, like, even being single A, you know, or, or it'd be, like, rookie ball, like, about that level, um, so, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's different, but basically, you know, Cincinnati 1, Louisville 2, Pittsburgh 3, yeah? Yeah. And this can change tomorrow, this, so well, let's go yeah. River Hounds. Go Hounds, go out there and, uh, beat up on Indy. I tried to get Saturday off, but I can't, but... My impromptu son. road trip to Cincinnati would be so much fun. Do you know how many people are selling tickets right now online? I bet. Especially in the beer groups? Yeah. Uh, and I thought of you. Yeah. And I'm like, um, and they're like, just give me face value for Can them, which I was like $24. Can't do it. It's too busy. It's, it's a bad weekend to take a Saturday off in my business because it's... Yeah, it's a big know. day. Like we just talked about, it's the start of football It's season. the start of football season. Matt's going to be covering about seven football games on Saturday. And that's before I start work. 
Because I don't start till like six. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'll be I'll so, be all over that. So, in the event you want to watch um, uh, the uh, the script typing on the Notre Dame Michigan game, it'll be this guy. No, it won't be me. It won't be no, you. You're not doing no, that no, one. I'll do that. <laughs> That's fine. I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that stress in my life. <laughs> right. You know, I, I'd rather do games with teams I don't care about, like the Pirates. Oh yeah, you know? and we'll get to those fuckers later. Um, but uh, <laughs> we'll get to you later. <laughs> so, you better, you better wait till your dad gets home. <laughs> when your dad gets home, he's gonna pull that belt off. Uh, also, uh, this past weekend, uh, was the PGA Tour stopped in Paramus, New Jersey, at Ridgewood Championship Course. Uh, Bryce DeChambeau uh, took the win. Uh, first of four playoff tournaments in the FedEx Cup. Uh, Bryson, uh, he led the whole tournament after day two. Just kept it rolling on through. He finished with a minus 18. Um, you know, all the big names are in the, are in the FedEx Cup here. And, and how, and like I mentioned to you last week, like trying to figure out the FedEx Cup points, you need a higher math degree than you or I have. Mm. And yeah, it, it, so it took like the top 170 last week, and then now it goes down to like the top one, down to like the top 125, and then next, and so this week coming up, um, uh, this weekend, uh, so Bryson DeChambeau is leading. Uh, sorry, this weekend the PGA goes to TPC Boston for the second leg of the FedEx Cup playoff. Boston. DeChambeau's leading 648 points over um, Dustin Johnson, um, uh, Thomas, Justin Thomas, Tony Finau, Bruce Kepka. Um, it's insane. So, well, how is Kepka in fifth? Because he won the PGA Championship. But he, he won two majors. Me. He did. So, like, he should be in first. So, but the other tournaments throughout the course. year, he didn't finish in, like, the top no, ten. I don't and so care about the other so, tournaments. So, so, so basically, tournaments you cannot win a tournament all year and still weed the points. It's, I know. It's, like, weird, right? Yeah, I know, I know. Like I said, it's a higher math degree than you and I have. And yeah. it's just something extra for golf to throw in there. Yeah. Um, I personally don't think watching golf is boring and the PGA Tour is boring. You, we know, only watch the four majors, and if it's on and you have time, you'll watch whatever's on. Um, yeah. But, so the uh, so the points, the more you win, the more points you're going to get. The better the field is, because there's some of those tournaments that don't have DJ or, you know, Justin Thomas, Zach Johnson... Tiger, Phil, some of those tournaments that those guys sit out and guys win, they get lesser FedEx Cup points for it because the field wasn't as strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's um, just like every week a different RPI. Right, yeah, basically. yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, like they assess this, the, the strength of the field and, like, your opponents, yeah. you know, just like they do in college basketball, which, by the way, did you see that they got rid of, like, RPI? Yeah, they did. It's going to be, like, the same but different. <laughs> kind of like how they like it's like ESPN and like the, the college football like you know they got their own thing. It's kind of like the total quarterback rating. I, I don't know what the hell that is. I still know what a good quarterback rating is on the old system. And like when you start being like, oh, but 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 the the total QBR, I'm like, whatever, All right. man. All right. Well, okay. Speaking of quarterbacks, while we're on that situation, Tony Romo 
who is announcing now for CBS. I know. Um, he is, um, this week, going to try to earn his web.com tour card. Playing the golf again. This week. Um, hey, you know I hope what? he gets it. I hope he gets it. Web.com tour, I mean... It's not PGA, but you know what? He can still try to qualify for the U.S. Open. Yeah. And if he wins enough tournaments on web.com, he could get invited to the Masters. He could play out South Point. He could play out South Point. There it is. We can go watch Tony Ramway play out South Point. Oh, and then go eat at Los Chiludos. Oh, and go to the All-Star Grill. Oh, oh yeah. And McGrogan's. little karaoke. Uh, also this week in golf, uh, Ricky Fowler will miss this week due to an oblique injury. Um, so he's still probably... As long as he would play the following week, would probably still be in the points and up a high enough in the points to play for the FedEx Cup. But he'd have to like finish in the top five and then win the last one to win the whole FedEx Cup. Uh, like I said, currently DeChambeau is leading the FedEx Cup because he got the win and he got the points up there, and the field was strong this week, so he got a lot of points. Strong, good. Well, this whole field's for the next four, next three tournaments. Yeah. Is going to be strong because they're all going for the FedEx Cup, and it's all going to be Mickelson and Woods and DJ and Kepka and Finau and, you know, uh, Justin uh, Thomas and Zach Johnson and all, all those guys. All right, all right. I'll give it a try. I'll, I'll give it a chance. Okay? Just, just watch. Because just, I'm just not. Watch. I'm, I'm, I'm there for the Ryder Cup. Oh, the Ryder Cup. I'm very, very here for the Ryder Cup. Oh, dude, I can't wait till Ryder Cup. That's the last weekend in September. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be doing the pod. Pod thing though, we'll be at the the podcon. We'll be at podcon. PodCon. We, we know be... so much about it. We're going to be at it. Though. I know. And, I know, uh, right? Yeah. Um, we had we were asked to come up with a shirt concept. Today, I know, right? So it's it's uh, very real, folks. We'll throw a thing out on Twitter and see yeah. if we can get an idea for a shirt. Um, the other thing is with golf. Um, so Phil Mickelson joined Twitter this past weekend, and the only reason he did is because Phil and Tiger are going to play a match play tournament for $10 million Friday after Thanksgiving. Oh, man. Or is it Saturday after Thanksgiving? It's, one of the, it's either Friday after Thanksgiving or the Saturday after Thanksgiving in Vegas. Match play, Phil versus Tiger. These guys are going to be mic'd up the whole time. Unfortunately, it's going to be a pay-per-view. It's going to be pay-per-view. Like I that. hope my work will get it. Or it's I'm just Thanksgiving? Gonna, or? It, no, 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 after. Because they can't compete with the NFL. On Thanksgiving, no, and also like gonna like. I think it's the. I, I want to say it's sat. I want to say it's the Saturday, but it might be that Friday after Thanksgiving. There, there should be some kind of prize for a person who can like actually convince their parents to order golf on pay per view at, at Thanksgiving. You know, <laughs> like you should be with family. You shouldn't even be watching the football that's available free over the air. And you want to pay fifty bucks to watch a golf event? No, I mean. So, I didn't realize that Phil joined Twitter. He did, just because uh, they were calling him out on it. I hope Phil, like, just slowly becomes, like, just like a Twitter degenerate. And, like... I don't think he'll ever Starts tweeting, it. and just starts tweeting about, like, Elon Musk all day. And, like, you know, calling people thoughts and snacks and all, all that. Oh, man. Phil, like, if you want some Twitter coaching, man, like, sorry, we'll, it's for we'll nine, find you someone. We'll find you someone it, good. It, it's for nine million. I do think it probably goes to charity at some point. Um, well, most of Phil's money goes to the government, right? Well, I mean, 
you know, uh, I, I do think it goes and his lawyers. I do think it goes to charity and KPMG. You think you know uh, he wears their hats because he pays them? I bet. Oh man. Yeah, this is Thanksgiving weekend. I can't see if it's on a third. I can't see if it's Friday or Saturday. Um, at least at that website I was looking at. Here or there, I will. If I'm off work, I will be watching it somewhere. Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to order it on pay per view. I, I think Amanda might have an issue with me spending fifty dollars to watch a golf match, golf, and it's just two old guys. Well. They're what forty three and forty four or forty two and forty whatever. They're like a year apart. I guess. I mean, it's just like it's kind of like the big three basketball. You know, it's like yeah, it's not it's not the best of the best. You know, well, it's, well, it's guys who are you know the, a tier below in golf. It's easier to like still compete when you're past your prime because it's not like a a physical team sport where you're like yeah. having to compete amongst your own teammates for a spot on the roster, you know, I, I, like you just got to qualify and then bring your best effort. In the you big three basketball, I saw some names like our, st- uh, 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 Maury Stoudemire was in big three. Stefan Mulberry was in big mm-hmm. three. I'm like, those are names I haven't heard forever. Yeah. And they're in the big three basketball. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like you get to see those guys play. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, whatever. Good for them. But yeah, I, for for the Phil Tigers, I'll be watching it somewhere. And like I said, I hope my work gets it, and it would be even better not just work. If have you're it on. still working at a golf place, like don't they have to get it? <laughs> Kinda, I Kinda. would think so. But the problem is, is it's pay, a golf bar, pay per view, and how many seats do we? Oh have? yeah, you're gonna have to pay thousands of dollars. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the only thing I I can see us not. Unless they work out some deal with the PGA, since I don't know, there's got to be Top Golf better have some shit with the PGA. I mean, they do, but get it on your like Apple TV and just plug your Apple TV in at the bar, <laughs> and then it's just in your name, so it's only it would, you'd only pay like the Steve and Amanda rate for it, <laughs> fifty bucks, you yeah. know, and then, It'd be then you wouldn't be able to have it on every TV unless hey, you have, yeah, yeah. Kind of but I would have the packed bar. <laughs> Well, exactly. Like, just get the biggest TV in the joint. Yeah, you know that eighty-two inch TV in the middle of the bar. Plink, plink, plug the Apple TV into it. Guess who's got the uh, guess who's got the busy bar that day? We might have ourselves an idea there. That, that, that counts as an idea, folks. I'm gonna have to talk to my boss about that one. Yeah. Uh, also, this past weekend, uh, Little League World Series was didn't watch awesome. I didn't it was watch great. one pitch of the Little League World Series. It was awesome. The final game uh, was uh, Hawaii versus South Korea. Um, Hawaii won three zero, so Little League World Series stays with the U.S. Um, and uh, it was a three zero shutout on Sunday. Um, now here's a kicker: South Korea has played in three of the past six Little League World Series championship games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had one win, and that was in 2014. I believe baseball in general is like growing much faster in Korea than it oh. is in. Oh yeah, I think I mean it's pretty much like hit its peak in in popularity in Japan at this point. Yes. It's, um, it's, and like you know, major league they they talk about its, it's past its peak in the US. Yeah, like in the, well yeah, I mean they're still talking about expanding to new markets, but they're not talk they're not looking at like being a national, you know, conversation topic the way the NFL and the NBA and college football right. have become. So like yeah, baseball's kind of hit its ceiling in in the more traditional markets of the US and Japan. 
But it seems like Korea is really Korea is coming on, and strong. then and then behind Korea, China, because yeah. just everything. You well, know, just, don't forget about the islands either. Well, there's the islands, and then the, the, you know they do the um, Australian like series sometimes in the majors. So I mean they're they're trying to grow. Uh, I, I saw the, the new schedule. They're going to be playing in Mexico, uh, a few regular season games in Monterey again next year. Uh, this is all, you know. It's good for the game. It's, it's a popular game. game. Like, the last World Baseball Classic was awesome. It was. And it, it didn't hurt that the USA won. And Cervelli, that made America's Cervelli paid interested. for Spain. And no, Cervelli's Italian. Yeah, he played for, he's Spanish and Italian. He played for Spain. There's no Spain in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. No. Yeah. Spain? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's, he's Spanish-Italian. Um, and he played for Spain. He even played for Venezuela because Venezuela's like, you know, like a, basically the whole country's collapsing. I don't think they have like a good, solid baseball player. No, but he, I could I, be wrong. I believe he played for, I'm pretty damn sure he played mm. for Spain. We'll have to fact check this on, on the break here. Well, yeah, we can fact check it because I, I could totally be wrong, but I believe he played for Spain. Here or there, the Little League World Series in general was awesome. Um, I watch it every year. It's something I make a point to watch. Um, just because it's a bunch of kids playing game um, that they love to play. They're not getting paid. Everything with the Little League World Series is volunteer. Umpires, coaches, staff, you know, ticket takers, everything. It's free to get in. Um, you go up to Williamsport, you know, it's free to get in as long as there's seats available. Um, so it's a great weekend. It's a great 10 days, really. It's two weekends. and mm. Two weekends and a week in the middle. Um, but yeah, uh, congratulations to Hawaii. Um, actually they're out of Honolulu, Hawaii. Yeah. Um, How about that hair? The, they're in Williamsport while there's a hurricane bearing down right? on their homes. Well, well, and then I have a friend of mine I grew up with that lives in Hawaii now cause he's stationed in Hawaii, mm-hmm. uh, for the military and he's out boogie boarding. Like, before people, the storm. People do do that. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I used to live on the Jersey Shore. I did surf before some tropical storms came through. Mm. And I didn't surf the day of the storm, but leading up to it was really good waves, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, I've, I've been to the Outer Banks when, when there was a, a tropical storm offshore. Yeah. And, yeah, like, they, they got the red flags up. Um, yeah. Swim at your own risk. You surf know, at your own risk. And, um... You know, and it's like you go down there and you don't even see the rain from the storm, but you get the waves. Yeah. You know, and it's... Um, yeah, I, 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 when I lived on the Jersey Shore, I definitely surfed two two tropical storms that rolled up. And one actually made landfall. And, of course, I didn't surf that day. You were out in the eye of the storm. No, I was At not, night. No, no, but I walked down to the shore and I walked down to the beach, which was a block and a half from my house. Mm. And, um, I was in between sand dunes and I called my mom and I was like, Hey, how's it going? She goes, what are you doing? I can barely hear you. I was like, the wind's whipping 60 mile an hour. There's 30 foot waves and the waves are, and the water's up to the dunes, which is like 75 yards from the actual like Mm -hmm. shoreline. She goes, why? I was like, there's a tropical storm coming up i just had to come out and check it out she goes obviously i didn't teach you to come in out of the rain i'm like <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, like, yeah, no, you didn't. I just had to come down and check it out and like, like, let you know, by the way, I'm still alive, in case you saw it on the news. Yeah, well. There was a storm hitting the Jersey Shore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I did a hurricane once when I was when I was down at the Outer Banks, and, you know, the way, the, not the offshore one, but there was another one that came a little closer, and we actually got some of the rain, uh, but the, the storm surge was high, and, like, yeah, we got to go out to see it on the dunes, and then we went back to the house, and when we came back the next day, like, we could tell that it had actually overtopped, like, the wooden steps that oh, yeah. over the dune. Because, like, where we were standing the previous night was now, like, covered with, like, washed-out sand. Yep. So we were like, holy shit, we could have gotten swept out, you know? So, I, uh, so I've been in three hurricanes, Bob, Dennis, and Floyd. Okay. That are actual, like, hurricanes that I've been in, um... So Floyd was ninety eight, and I was in Florida, and they closed Disney, so that was like our cue to get out. And we went up to our friends' houses in Greenville, North Carolina. Oh yeah, guess where Hurricane Floyd hit? Yeah, Greenville, North Carolina, Eastern Carolina Shore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're not that far inland there, no. No, I mean, so we would have been safer staying in Florida. <laughs> yeah. But here and there, we live and we learn, uh, and hurricanes are always fun. Um, nature is like... Nature's... It's, it's a very... nature. Mother Nature's a fickle bitch. Well, no, it's pretty... The more we learn about her, like... You know, it's all it, it all follows a pattern, and it's definitely like you can plan for things, and you can, you know, study it and like warn people about things. Like imagine like living back in like the 1800s and not yeah. knowing, and exactly. just all of a sudden a hurricane hits. You know, or, or it just like you start to feel like hey, it's feels kind of weird out. I don't have the vocabulary to like talk about the barometric pressure dropping, but the atmosphere sure does feel different. And then next thing you know, like your city is underwater. I mean, let's let's be thankful for the meteorologists. All right, folks. And at that point, we're gonna go ahead and take a break right now, and we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk some baseball and some contract stuff going on here uh, in professional sports. But right now, take a bit from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks. We're back after that nice little break. Uh, I had to go uh, refresh some beer. There it is. Nice little Sleepwater 420 for you. Um, And I had some uh, random jello shots left in the fridge. I'm like, here you go, Matt. He's like, ooh, dessert. These are 4th of July. Yeah, they're Beach. left over from 4th of July. Uh, yeah, they're fitting. Fitting that I think there's a rule that you have to kill your 4th of July jello shots by Labor Day. Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> you know. A couple days before. You know, we far be it from us to depart from norms and decorum. You know? So we're going we're gonna to get it done. And yeah. then And then there's going to be a new season of, uh, I don't know, hopefully not pumpkin-flavored jello shots. Oh, fuck no. I walk into Banksville Beer like last week, and they've they've already like all the six packs are like pumpkin. Beer. I'm really glad this is a joke. Pumpkin turkey. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I just came across my feed today of wild turkey pumpkin spice, 
Heirloom Kentucky Pumpkins and Heirloom Kentucky. Heirloom Kentucky. That's how you know it's fake. And nondescript faking spices come together to complete this product that doesn't exist because we make real bourbon. I know, right? But it had me go for a second too. Whenever I saw this come across my like multiple whiskey groups I'm in on Facebook yeah. and so forth. Well, if you fell for it and you consider that like the worst I, thing Wild Turkey has ever done to you, I, I fell like, for congratulations. It. I fell for it for about thirty seconds, and I enlarged the picture and read the bottle. See, <laughs> this is why I hate April Fool's Day because like. I hate everything I look at being like, that's fake. You so know, every once in a while, like, it's good prank, but don't do it on April Fool's so, Day everyone so expects it. While we're on this thing about fake things and pranks, Justin Verlander was playing in L.A., mm-hmm. and they were staying at the um, Beverly Hills Hotel. Justin Verlander goes and has breakfast at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and he gets his bill. And his bill... Was one million ninety five? What was one million ninety five thousand one hundred ninety dollars and twenty cents? Wow. Um, here's the reason why he had a nine dollar um, skim latte, ten dollars for cranberry juice, twenty dollars for green envy, whatever that is. It's probably a green smoothie that a healthy baseball player would drink. Right. Forty two dollars for a McCarthy salad. Not familiar, but I mean, I didn't pull their menu before reading this. Um, two eggs, any style with meat, twenty eight dollars. Pancakes, thirty dollars, and another McCarthy salad for forty two dollars. Now, the kicker is uh, open miscellaneous charge Dodger killer, one million dollars. They were a little upset after the World Series. And that Houston won and beat L.A. I want to know who okayed that. Um, okay, so Verlander probably has a good sense of humor about it. I'm sure he has a good sense of humor. But, like, as a restaurant manager, I take that chance. I'm not going to roll the dice. You know what? As Me as a server and bartender for 20 plus years, if it was Justin Verlander, I would take that chance. If it was Tommy Lasorda and whatnot... I would take that chance. Now, if, if it was if, like Dennis Eckersley, probably not. Okay, so <laughs> say Tom Wilson like comes into your bar. Do you have the cojones to like charge him a million dollars for an open miscellaneous charge and just call it something like human dumpster or like you know serial like human rights abuse or or if, Naj- mean, or if Najee Davenport came into the bar and I. Had an open charge for a million dollars for dump truck. Dump truck. <laughs> Man, that's the golden age right there. Don't I mean, nasty Naj. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, what, 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 depending on who it was and if they were in a good mood that day, as a server bartender, I might play with them. Now, but you risk like getting your boss like really mad at you. Like your boss, I would like, if, like I could see a manager at the Beverly Hotel being like, "No, these are important clients. This is Justin Verlander and Kate Upton, and they spend thirty dollars on eggs, and we can't afford to send them to some other expensive ass Beverly Hills breakfast joint just because you think it's cute to overcharge them 
at like a rate of like 1,000% markup from what they freaking ordered just to make a joke about how he's a better pitcher than anyone on the Dodgers during like two weeks of one October. Wait, wait, wait. Have you ever been a restaurant manager before? Because I've totally heard that voice and I've totally heard... I know the, I know the type. I'm, I've never been a manager. I, I, I ran a kitchen. Like, I didn't, I didn't do manager stuff, but I did all the cooking and like... I ran the, I mean, I ran the staff. Like, so, I didn't, I didn't run the numbers, but I've, I've managed personalities and people in the restaurant industry, yes. So, so Justin Verlander took this picture of this check and threw it right on Twitter. It's like, hashtag Beverly Hills Hotel, really making me pay for that World Series win with the two laughing, crying faces. Uh, thanks for the great lunch, as always. Now, obviously, he had fun with it. And obviously, it wasn't an actual real charge. They were having fun with him. Like I said, me as a server and bartender, depending on who it was, I may or may not roll the dice on that. But you what gotta if you get did that good... to like Wade Boggs. You know, like Wade Boggs would be like five sheets to the wind, and would not get the joke, and might just like charge the mound. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But, but like Nolan Ryan, like imagine, imagine like Nolan Ryan, like he would just take so, his glasses off and like put them in his pocket and just and then scowl uppercut me and like fold his arms and like like rub his chin for a second and then just pow <laughs> and then and put me in a headlock and uppercut me like Robin Ventura. Like Robin Ventura. Um, but um, if you go to ESPN's Facebook page, is who posted this, and you read some of the comments in there. It's like, who would pay $42 for a McCarthy salad? Who what is pay, a McCarthy salad? I don't know. I didn't even Google it. It's got no red um, bits. No um, red bits. Who would pay bits. $28 for two eggs with meat? Who would pay $30 for pancakes? Folks. Were they ostrich eggs? I mean, Folks, this is say. the Beverly Hills Hotel. Okay, so, like, yeah, like, you know, you've got the, the Los Angeles ever, markup, and then you've got the, the Beverly Hills Beverly markup, Hills and then you have the Beverly Hills the Beverly Hotel, Hills Hotel, Hotel markup. It's like, I, so it's not Pamela's, we get it. I bartended in a in a hotel bar in downtown Pittsburgh, and and we sold booze because we're in a hotel bar, and somebody came in Damn and well like, better. and they're like, and it was this particular convention that was in. They're like, ordered two bottles of Bud, and I was like eleven dollars. They're like, for what? I was like the two bottles of Bud. Mm-hmm. They're like, yo, this is like two fifty at my local bar back home. I'm like, well, where's your local, local bar, bar back home? Like Montana. I'm like, well, you know what? I was like, there are three dollars at my local bar, three and a half miles that way. Mm. I was like, but guess what? You're in downtown Pittsburgh. Add a dollar. You're at a hotel. Add another dollar. Oh, by the way, Allegheny County has a drink tax. That's where the fifty cents comes in. Mm. So that'd be five fifty each. Thank you. Yeah. And they just kind of look at me like. I'm like, eh, not my decision. You gotta expect that, man. Like, you know, I mean, I, 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 and you get out of your comfort zone, like you pay more for stuff. Like that's you, just you how do. it's, you know. Unless you go someplace that's like lamer than where you started. Yeah. And why would you do that? Yeah. You know. And then but there, when you're Justin Verlander, it, it doesn't really matter. Like, I guess a cool thing that I don't know what happened with that, but like, they they should have like ran his card and then given the million dollars to like. The workers, you know. The I mean, staff. I mean, obviously you it know? was a joke. They probably took that million dollar charge off. I'm sure they, you did. know, but it was a joke to begin with to get to have him give the bill. But he I could have tipped a million dollars. Eh, you never know. It would I be was nice if he did. Like he should have gone to a Waffle House because the food there. 
I don't know how anyone. Co- I don't no, know how anyone no, makes that money was, that, that, that was a comment on the on the ESPN thread there that yeah. said, "Yo, go to Waffle House and for a million dollars, you could own the place." No, you could seriously because like you could get like like just just for like the thirty dollar pancakes. You could feed like your whole family. Oh Waffle yeah, House. oh Waffle House, and that's how I wonder how the people who work there like even like make money. Like whenever I turn go and there, burn, I, t- I tip a hundred percent. Turn and burn. Yeah, I, I, Waffle I spend House like four fifty. You know, it's it's cheaper to like sit at a Waffle House than it is to go through the McDonald's drive-through these days. It is. Man. Unfortunately, we don't have any in Pittsburgh. Waffle House? Yeah, yeah. I go to Washington. We don't have any in Pittsburgh, so I got to drive forty minutes south. But you make a you make a day of it, okay? Yeah. Oh yeah. You go to I, the outlets. I go to the outlets. You go to Waffle go, House. Go to Waffle House. If you, go to the if casino. You're still up right after you're done eating hash browns, you go to the casino. Go to the casino. I then go to Bourbon Bacon and Beer next to the casino, and then <laughs> you know, yeah, I get it. You know, there's also uh, Tim Hortons inside the one gas I'm station. I'm Mr. Hortons. Like now that it's open, like I don't know, like it opened after I stopped working out there. I know. Right? I, I just got confirmation like two weeks ago that that the Hortons is there. Yeah. So, uh, also speak about millions of dollars, Odell Beckham Jr. signed five years, $95 million with $65 million guaranteed. Makes him the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. So he, he, he uh, jumped over top of AB there. Mm. AB is getting $17 million a year, so $95 million, I think that breaks down to nineteen point two. Yeah. Uh, for his contract. So, more importantly, he's making more money than Le'Veon Bell. He is making more money than Le'Veon Bell. I, 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 I did take note of the fact that he's making more than Antonio Brown. But since I've never heard Antonio Brown, like, complain about how much money he's making, like, right. I was yeah, like, yeah, whatever, yeah. it's fine. You know who does complain a lot? Le'Veon Beckham. Bell. And Le- well, yeah, Le'Veon Bell. But Odell Beckham, like, I, I don't know. I hope it works out for him. I mean, they've, they've got Saquon Barkley. He's coming off, got, an, got, he's like, off an injury, a season-ending injury that happened after week three. Yeah. And so, he's and he just got a five year extension. But it's kind of it's like the Giants are in like a same sort of situation as the Steelers, only like light version of it. Like the Steelers are in like the, the end of their window with their starting quarterback, who happens to be from the same draft class as the as Giants' starting quarterback. Mystery now the Steelers man. have more weapons on offense than the Giants do, even with Beckham and Barkley. Um, they don't have as good of a team as the Steelers, but like you could argue that their window is in fact closing. Um, if not as fast as the Steelers' window, then faster. And Eli oh, yeah. Manning does have two Super Bowl rings. Um, Roethlisberger has two Super Bowl rings. Eli, I'm sure Eli would like to get a third, but with Philly in that division and Dallas, and like even even the Redskins with, uh, you know, they're, they're bringing in Alex Smith. They're trying to go a different direction. Who knows what's going to happen there? Um, yeah, go go pay a shit ton of money for a wide receiver. Giants owners. Hey. You know what? Just don't let, don't like ask the Rooney cousins for any loans when like that doesn't pan out. <laughs> you know, I mean, thing with the Giants, I, I have never had anything, Ill, any ill will towards the Giants. I like the Giants. I, I don't they've mind the Giants kind of at all. Been my like NFC. They've team. kind of been a really good organization. They're kind of like the Steelers. They're a stand up organization. The same. Now my aunt used to buy me the Giants same families. Beer. I used to have them. Giants swag. I had a, a Giants glass that I used to drink out of until I broke it when I was like. Now, washing dishes four years ago. Now, Roethlisberger's been to three Super Bowls and won two. Manning's been to two and won two. And beaten the Patriots. And he's beat the Patriots both times. So, so that's Trump's as far uh, as I'm concerned. You know, it was funny, what was it, a couple years ago, two years ago, whenever the Giants were in town playing the Steelers, 
and I'm bartending downtown. These guys come in on a Thursday. They're like, yo, we're here for the Giants Steelers game. I'm like, that's awesome. Cool. They're like, hey, if we wear a Giants gear around town, uh, are we going to get some shit? I'm like, you might get a little verbal harassment. I was like, but for the most part, you know, you guys are NFC. We really wouldn't see you until the Super Bowl. Um, you beat the Patriots twice in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl, and y'all spend money and tip well. You're yeah. cool with us. Well, yeah, like, it's like, well, like we're talking about like comparable bar prices, you know, like fuck yeah. even like forget about New York, like even like Jersey, North Jersey, North Jersey. I mean, you prices. Go you go into like yeah. a dive bar in North Jersey, and a you're Budweiser pay $4. seven dollars. Well, it's seven, but like in four Manha- bucks. in Manhattan, the Budweiser. Yeah, I'm not talking about seven. Manhattan. I'm talking about like <laughs> like East Orange. Oh, fuck. or like you know. Yeah, you Manasquan. Go, yeah, yeah, you Manasquan up in Long Beach Island, the Manasquan River Inlet of Budweiser is four bucks. You go up yeah. into the oranges, you go up into Newark, and it's like five. Mm-hmm. And then you cross, and then you cross the Hudson and go into Manhattan, and it becomes eight. And then you go to Pittsburgh for a Giants game, and you know you're not in a downtown hotel. Maybe you go to like I don't know. Well, you can stay Jackson. in a, you can stay in a downtown hotel, but. Drink elsewhere. Yeah, right? ask your concierge. Like, where's yeah, like an yeah. affordable bar for like local people? Do you know what's funny is me as a bartender when I when I did bartend downtown and I had people come in from out of town. And they, I'm like, look, I'm like, here's what you want to do: mm-hmm. <laughs> take that incline across the mountain, mm-hmm. across the river, take the incline up the mountain, and walk back a block. Yeah, and there's a bar called Nico's. <laughs> Nico's is good. Yeah, where you can smoke your brains out, watch Sports Center. Play a jukebox, shoot pool, drink Yingling for a dollar seventy-five, a twelve-ounce draft, and do shots for four dollars all night long. And they're like, "We're in." I'm like, "Tell him Steve sent you." And then whenever he gets after a shift, he wants a couple on his way. Yeah, because <laughs> that's how it works. Like, I mean, like, oh yeah, Steve says something. I get better. Steve, thanks for sending us like those six guys up. You know, yeah, your first four beers and two shots are on us. Got nice. it. <laughs> that's good though, man. Because yeah, like. You know, downtown can be a trap these days. There really aren't any dive bars downtown anymore. No. There's one. There's one. Where's that at? It's a secret. I'll tell you off the air. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's still on 6th Street. But it's... Okay, there's two. And they're both on 6th Street. All right. Yeah, I know where you're at. But we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, how about uh, the MLB right now? Uh, the AL West and the NL West are the most exciting divisions right now to watch. Yeah. Um you have the A's and the Strohs are playing a series right now. This could be a swing series for their division. Uh, so right now it's a three-game series. They're in um, they're in Houston. Uh, the A's won tonight. Last night the Strohs won. So that should put the Strohs uh, back to one game below. Let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, one and a half games. The A's are one and a half games behind the Strohs after that win tonight. There's the third game tomorrow, which is a swing game, which if the A's win, it'd be a half a game behind the Strohs. And they don't play each other the rest of the season. Um, but, of course, they have division games throughout mm-hmm. uh, as well. Same with the National League, where the West uh, is kind of all in the top three. You have the Rockies, the Diamondbacks, and the Dodgers. So... Uh, before I looked at this, before I went to work, when I wrote these notes, the Rockies were a game up. Uh, so they must have lost, and the Diamondbacks must have won, because the Rockies and the Diamondbacks are tied. Dodgers are a game back, and then you have the Giants at six games back. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I don't see the Giants making anything. They're no, they're ahead of the Pirates. They're ahead the, of the Pirates and the Nationals, who have already like dumped all their salary. Right, but here's the thing: the Giants are number six in the wild card. The Pirates are eight. Yeah. So I don't see either of those teams. If the Giants make a run at the wild card, I'll be really offended. Yes. Nothing against Kutch. It's just that like. If they are able to overcome that deficit, then like, why can't the Pirates overcome a similar deficit? Correct. When the Pirates actually made trades at the deadline with an eye toward making a run at the wild card. Yes. And I'm, I'm not even that... I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed. You know? It's like, it's the Pirates. I, I'm, you know, this isn't the worst collapse they've had. It's pretty bad. So... It, it's pretty bad. Like, like... Five games and scoring three runs or whatever, that's pretty bad. So let me call my cop friends and see what kind of trouble we'd be in in the event we did kidnap the pirate parrot. And, like, the only way we'd give them back is if, like, nutting resigned or some shit. I don't know. That's pretty bad. I'm pretty sure that's, like, (laughs) kidnapping and grand larceny. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure it's. Up I don't there. think you need to ask a cop. Like, I'm pretty sure you could just like Google that. Like, what constitutes kidnapping and grand larceny? But the technically, the pirate parrot is not a human. It's technically, a human a technically. Now, if you just steal the suit, they might like charge it down to like petty larceny. <laughs> you know, receiving stolen property. Um, yeah. You know, interference with mascotry and, uh, <laughs> you know, community goodwill building. Um, <laughs> goodwill building. Or you could just be the parrot yourself. Oh, hey, there it is. <laughs> so, right now, uh, in the AL, uh, the East, right now, is the Red Sox are six and a half games above the Yankees. They're 91 and 42 with a 684 uh, win percentage. The Yankees are 636, 84 and 48. Um, after that, nobody's in the running. The Rays are 20 games out. 20 like, I've been listening out. to some Red Sox fans talking about how they're, they're kind of coming back to earth. Yeah. And if you, it's yeah. like, oh, they make it sound so dire, and then you go look at the standings, and yeah, they got plenty of room to work with. They got plenty of room to work with, but still, I mean, you know, six and a half games with, what, uh, September... 18th, 20th is the last weekend to this, mid-September is the last week of the season, so, um, they could fuck up, I mean, I'm not saying I want them to, because I also love the Red Sox as well, but, they're, they're not gonna, they're not gonna, so the Yankees are gonna be a, a, a wild card team going in, now the Indians in the Central, if they screw up, they'll just piss off the city of Cleveland even more, they're 14 games up, yeah, they're, they're safe. You're gonna uh, you're gonna have Cleveland, and probably I'm gonna predict Houston hangs on and wins the West. Okay, and you're gonna have the o- Oakland and the Yankees in the wild card game. That and would, we, we talked about that last yeah. week with the Jeter flip. Yeah, the Jeter um, flip that that was a great game to watch. Uh, the, Oakland's uh, Sean Manaya is on the DL. That's, well, that's well, a huge blow. In in the West, the Mariners are seven games back. Mm. So the and they're West, not going to have Cano, even if they make the playoffs. So it's going to be the Yankees in the wild card game, and either Houston or Oakland. And you're, yeah. and you're taking Houston to win the division. 
I don't have a problem with that. I don't I'd rather I'd wa- I would love to watch a Houston versus Yankees. Oh, dude, so would I. In the Bronx, a one game playoff with Verlander versus CC uh, Sabathia. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I think I feel that way because I think Houston's a better team. I, than I do think. And Oakland got in it because they got really super hot, and Houston kind of cooled off. But I think when things like is Billy work Bean, their way is back Billy to Bean the mean, still in Houston. Uh, he may be. I have no idea. I don't know either. When, when things, when things like, when everything gets back to the mean, I believe that Houston will have more wins and a better record than Oakland. No, probably. And I don't, I don't see any anyone else catching Oakland for the second wild card spot. So, um, I mean, it's so it's kind of sad to say that we're not even in September, and I'm that confident in who's going to make the playoffs to the point that I can even say like who is playing whom and in what city. So how about um, the NL in the East? You got the Braves went on a big run, especially when they beat the Pirates up a little bit. Didn't help. Oh, man, the slump-busting um, Pirates. You know, uh, the Braves are up four and a half games over top of Phils. The Nats are eight games behind that. I don't see the Nats going anywhere. Again, um, if they do, I'll be very offended. Yeah, I Because know, right? they, they did not make trades still, at the and deadline. And they still kept Bryce Harper. Even though he cleared waivers, they still haven't made him. That's all they have left. Yeah. He's the only reason he to show up. Because um, your kid loves Bryce Harper. At this exactly. Point. So the Braves, chances are they're going to win the NL East. Uh, good for them. The Central, you got the Cubs. They're four games up of the Cards. The Brewers are five and a half games back behind the Cubs. The Pirates are 14 games back. And then the Lowly Reds are 21 games back. So I don't see the Pirates finishing in the basement of the division. But that's they good. might as well be. <clears throat> yeah. Um, what a bummer. It is a bummer, but I mean, so the Brewers and the Cardinals, though, are still flipping back and forth between second place. Cardinals, though, are playing the Pirates right now in a series, and they did beat the Pirates tonight. Um, yeah. You know, so the Cubs are still in there. The NL West is where we talked about Rockies and Diamondbacks are, are tied up right now. Uh, Dodgers are getting back, and then the Giants are six games back. I don't see the Giants coming out of that um, to get into that mix, but... That's an exciting division to watch right now. So the AL West and NL West are the best two divisions to watch down the stretch. Wow. Um, Which is great for my night owl tendencies. Yes, because, you know, those games start at 10 o'clock at night for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, you know, and then, you know, the Pirates. So, out of... The Pirates are out of any division and wild card win for the most part. Um, the moves that were made, bringing in Chris Archer, uh, is going to be better for the team next year than Hopefully. they are this year. Hope so. Um, Can't be much worse. The thing is, Archer's pitching well. Um, he hasn't received any run support. Not great on Sunday. You know, His first two starts, I'll give you. He was fine, and it was more an offense issue, but... Not he hasn't he hasn't given us as much as we've wanted, and it isn't all his fault. Um, but you just worry about you just worry about it because it's the yeah, pirates. It's the pirates, you know. And like they're they're, they're store they're if they haven't convinced you yet that they're maybe not the best at evaluating talent and promoting the talent that's legit. All right, um, so then the, like you might need to start thinking about that because so I think that coaching might, change. You think hurdles needs to go. I'm amazed that he's still there. Honestly, 
I think look what the Cardinals did. They fired Matheny. They promoted someone from within. They just they just gave him a two year deal. He's no longer the interim Cardinals manager as of today, and um, you know they're going to make a run at it. Um, like Hurdle is, he's got like four winning seasons in seventeen years as a manager. Um, he did take the Rockies to the World Series. He's got he took the Rockies to the World Series because they got incredibly hot in September. But that is an anomaly because his teams usually tend to underperform in August and September. Even the teams that like have made the playoffs have kind of gone into a swoon in August and September. I feel like he loses teams, and the worst time to lose a team is in August, is in and, August September. and September. So well, he had that happen his first year in Pittsburgh. He lost the team in August and September when the Pirates were up in the number one spot, and they went on a horrible August. They didn't win a game in August. Mm-hmm. And in September, it was too late for them to try to come back out of that hole. Um, and it was his first year here. Yeah. His second year here was the first time they got above 500. Then the third year, they went to the uh, – that was the Johnny Cueto game. They went to the wild card game. Mm-hmm. And then they went and played the Reds – or the Cardinals in the divisional series. Yeah. And then the next year, and then he had two other wild card appearances, and then since then, nothing. But also, you, you got to think for the Pirates organization, who the fuck are you going to get to come coach this team? Because who wants to come to Pittsburgh to coach an organization that ownership doesn't want to put anything towards? Yeah. Now, granted, ownership showed a little bit, bringing in Chris Archer. Someone will take so the job. And so forth. Someone yeah. who wants to manage in the majors. Someone will take the job. Is there anyone out there who's Is like, there anyone good out there is going to take it? I mean... Is, uh, is there is there a, like, John Gruden figure? Yeah. Who is, like, out of the game right now and just itching to come back for the right opportunity? I mean, shit. Buck Showwater already went to fucking Baltimore. So there's not. Bobby Valentine? <laughs> I mean, it's I, I'm a, throwing names out from the eighties. Bobby Valentine was a <laughs> beloved manager in Japan for many years, <laughs> and his greatest contribution and pros- possibly only contribution to the American game was when he got ejected and then came <laughs> back in a disguise. <laughs> like I, I don't that think anybody <laughs> from like number one down to number thirty. In the major league standings, like seriously, fix Bobby Valentine is the answer to anyone's problems, unless you are like sitting there with like no good stories to listen to. I mean, you're not going to get Tito. You're not going to get him. You're not no. going to get Terry Francona. No, no, is back. there a manager who is without a job right now? Is there a manager without who a job is just right waiting now? to like come in and manage a team? Yes or no? Like Larus is done. I don't think he's going to manage again. Tom is sort of technically still alive. I don't think he's going to manage. I think it. Jim Leland's wife would kill him. Uh, <laughs> I think Katie yeah, would I kill Jim. Leland's done. I mean, I'm, there's <laughs> nobody in the game who's like baseball's not like that. Like you don't you don't just take like ten years off from managing and go be a broadcaster and then come back. How like John Gruden is doing, and everyone says Bill Cowher is going to do someday. Uh, you know um, what? Bill Pete Cowher Rose can't be a manager. A Rod's not going to be a manager. I, I'm still not going to. Aaron still, Boone's already a manager, you're right? So he already—that's—that's that, that's it from the broadcast booth. Like Tim McCarver's not going to come manage anybody anytime. Johnny soon. Bench isn't managing anybody. Uh, uh, Pete Rose—he's banned from baseball. So. Pirates should hire Pete Rose anyway. <laughs> Just be like, what are you going to do? 
We can do baseball. Fire our manager for us. Is Steve Carlton sore? He has Mike no Schmidt? Steve, Steve Carlton is like a tremendous introvert. Like Mike. he only he only pitched because he was that good. Like if he had been average, he probably wouldn't have even tried because he didn't like dealing with the media and like dealing with like all the people and all all the attention. I really doubt he'd want to be a man. I mean, I mean, having to sit there with like the media in his office twice a day, like explaining every every like scratch of his own nuts that he takes during I mean, the course I mean, of a ball you know, game. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, into that. I mean, Doc Gooden can't get off the coke long enough to do anything. Um, Daryl Strawberry is a minister now. Yeah. Um, well, these aren't managers. No, they're not managers. You get someone but... from the minors, I guess. I don't know. Like, the Pirates could promote from within, except for, the, like, whenever they promote players from within, the players end up sucking. Not not whenever. Who is the manager? They have a hard time developing pitching talent, and I wonder if they also would have a hard time developing, like, a coaching staff. I just watched Someone a, in the system. I just watched a random video online the other day of a minor league manager, and he used to be a former major league player, and I remember watching him play, and he, like, was... Is the guy who ran around the bases in his, like... No, he was cussing on an umpire and so forth. He got tossed from the game. But he was he was a former major league player, and he's now a manager in minor leagues. And I can't remember his name. But did he get tossed? When he got tossed, did he, like, run around the bases? No, no, no. It wasn't that one. There was a different one, like, last yeah. week. He was also a former major league player. Yeah. And I and I and the name escapes me. <laughs> Just, like, he was, he was, like, trying to, like, make his point. He was, like, trying to, like, act out, like, the, the play that just happened. And he just started, like, running around the bases, and they were just kind of like, you know, it's not really how a manager's supposed to behave. You're out of here. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, management change. I'm on that fence of, like, I like Hurdle, but it might be his time to go. It's time. And... But then you gotta look at who's gonna come in and take over the team. Who's gonna come in? You gotta get a young guy coming in, like maybe like an Aaron Boone or Aaron Boone. Maybe um, Michael you know, McHenry. Hey, I, I like the crazy fort. enough. It just might hey, work. Hey, I like the fort. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, you know they they did the Pirates did it with Lloyd McClendon, bringing in a former player and so forth. And all fired up and whatnot, and Just bring back Lloyd. Uh, he might steal bring first back base again. legendary. He might he might steal first base again. He might. He ought to steal all three. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's enough about baseball for right now, and uh, we should probably go take a break and then come back and finish up with what's really starting this weekend, which is football. Uh, so at that point, friends, we're gonna go ahead and take a break right now. Uh, listen to a little bit from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. And uh, maybe we'll walk going on with the Wrestling Mayhem show. Awesome cast uh, as well. Uh, Slice on Broadway, the perfect pepperoni pizza, man. I mean, it's a great spot. It is a good pizza. Oh, man. You got me hungry now. Oh, now I got you hungry. That doesn't. It's not that hard. No worries. All right, folks, we'll be back in just a few moments. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for our final segment. So this weekend starts off the NCAA football. Um, 
great time of the year. It sucks that it feels like summer's over, but here in Pittsburgh, we know we'll get some golfing through November. Uh, I know I can play pretty much all of September and probably the first three weeks of October, mostly. Um, I've played in through November and December before, so. Yeah, and it was stupid hot today. Oh, it was 96, or sorry, the car thermometer said 94 degrees in the car on my way to work. Yeah. Um, So, as much as I hate to admit it, like, maybe we've had enough summer. I, I heard we're supposed to have a warm and wet fall. Uh, so, hey, I'll, warm and, hey, the golf courses, it's been wet all year. The golf course has been soft. I've been, the greens have been holding. Um, my putts have been slow. Less can go wrong that way. You know, um, so I'm okay with the warm and wet fall. Uh, that's fine. But we get football back, which is awesome, which is what us... Warm-blooded American boys like. I do enjoy watching me some football. I do enjoy watching me some football. So this week, college football uh, gets started off. We'll first start with our local boys. Uh, Albany comes to Pitt. That's going to be a 3.30 kickoff at Heinz Field. Um, Also, this weekend, in the event you're in Pittsburgh and looking for something to do, the Rib Fest is going on at Heinz Field. They always do it the weekend mm-hmm. um, before Labor Day. It's always so good. It's so good. The, Clark, mean, the Clarks <laughs> play Friday night. Um, the pit football game always plays Saturday. Sunday, there's usually a big name or a, all right, okay, a B or C list name, country music or rock playing mm-hmm. On Sunday night, or I saw Kansas at the Rib Fest when I was like, "Oh, dude, I saw Charlie River da- Stadium." Dude, I saw Charlie Daniels at the Rib Long Fest. I've seen Kansas. I've seen Sticks. I've yeah. seen, you know, but the Clarks always play Friday night. Saturday nights always somebody pretty large, and Sundays whatever. Um, Pitt does play this Saturday, three thirty kickoff uh, here at Heinz Field. Albany comes in. That should be a, a very winnable game. Ought to be. Ought to be. Pat Narduzzi made some statements. He made some bold statements. Bold. Well, we're all about the bold statements here. Pat Narduzzi's statement was, we will be in the ACC championship game this season. Okay. Okay. How do you feel about that statement? It strikes me as preseason coach talk. That's, he's talking to his players. He's talking to his players. He's, he's He might be talking to them through the media, but he's talking to his players. Like, I don't I don't think if you, like, put Coach Narduzzi in a room with, like, the committee who picks the playoffs and, like, the, you know, sports editors from, like, the major newspaper of every ACC market, you know, I think he might be a little more measured and realistic about his chances. I think Pitt's coming around... Now, with Narduzzi as coach, when he went to the ACC, that was more of a basketball move, I thought. And it would help the football program down the road. Uh, We're down the road. Yeah, we're there now. We're there now. And we went through how many coaches since moving to the ACC? Dave wants that. Would he, did he get one year in the we ACC? We're not going to count coaches because they 
They made some bad hires. They made some bad hires. It's not it's not like it's been that many years. Like they've had some short tenured coaches. Um I don't even think once that got a year in the ACC. I think he was done before that. Um, I think you might be right. Uh, you know, after him was what, Bull Harris? No. No, no, no. Wanstead was out, and then they uh, they hired Shannon. Right. But he didn't he didn't coach. He didn't coach a game. And then they hired Todd Graham. Todd Graham. And he coached a year. And then he coached a year and then went to Arizona State. Broke up with the team via text message. Yes. And then they hired Paul Christ. Paul Christ. Then he was a year and then went to... Couple years, but we knew he was gonna. I mean, because the Wisconsin coaching situation was such that, you know, he was the heir apparent to Barry Alvarez. Yes, and Barry Alvarez became the athletic director, so got to like pick his guy, and it was a dream job for Chris. And yep. not not like Todd Graham, who's oh yeah, my dream has always been to coach at uh, dot 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 Arizona State. No, yeah. like like this Paul Christ was a a Wisconsin guy through and through. And that was, like, the concern with hiring Narduzzi. Like, well, you're a Michigan State guy. Like, are you going to go back to Michigan State? Part of it is, you know, you know, they got Mark D'Antonio. He's he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. And if, if it gets so bad at Michigan State that he needs to leave, then it's not going to be as much of an attractive job, you know, for whoever takes it over. So, like, let's... Let's be positive about Narduzzi. Like I like I'm him. I'm very positive. I, I think it's, I like it, him. it's good that he's getting his program in place. They have to improve on last year. They have to improve on last year. We say that every year about Pitt, and they and never do. Well, they. But it's time. It's time to stop getting off. We, we got to get off this like cycle where we have a coach for a couple years, and then we think like maybe they're the wrong coach, or the coach decides that it's not the right program, and they leave. You know, we we need we well, need to finally get. Well, everything going in the same direction in terms of the coach's ambition to have a good program and the actual, like, reality of what that program is. Well, also, with Pitt in the ACC, I think now they're established enough in the ACC, um, and the program's under Narduzzi now for a couple years, that he's getting his recruiting classes in there. Yeah. And he's recruiting not just Western PA, Eastern Ohio, um... Western New York and whatnot. He's getting some of the guys out of Florida and Texas and the Carolinas and so forth. He's not just, you know, recruiting the area. Which, Western PA, Eastern Ohio is in the top three recruited areas for college football across the board because it's how it's been for years. All the guys that come out of Western PA and Eastern Ohio that are in the NFL. But... Florida and Texas. Florida, Texas, California. You know, SoCal. Yeah, I mean, they're they're definitely. I think SoCal's four. I think SoCal's four in the recruited areas. SoCal, and, they they've got these like really like well off prep schools. Yeah, where they do, and and they've got you know they even like some of the public schools that, that crank out good football players like they're really rich. You know, like Palo Alto. Um, so it's, it's not exactly the same. No, like, it's not. you go to California, and it's just like every district is another Pine Richland. 
you know. Whereas, like, here in PA, like, we've, we've got our Pine Richlands and our North Alleghenies and our Mount Lebanon. Oh, and don't forget but, about Woody High. Woody, Woody High, High. Woody High is one of the, what one of the most depressed areas. If you would have went to a public school, you would have went to Woody High. Mm-hmm. And that is a, a depressed area right now with where Woody High draws from. And, and again, it comes down to um, the depressed areas end up having some of the best athletes because that's their way out. Well, like that's um, like Aliquippa. Quippa, same you know, way. Ambridge, Clareton. same way. Clareton. I mean, um, North I'm, Allegheny, Pine Richland, they have money. And okay, so right now at North Allegheny, you have three, three Steelers. Players' kids at North Allegheny and one Steelers coach's kids at North Allegheny. Right. Pine Richland, you have one Steelers kid at at Pine Richland. You have um, a few former players' kids at Mount Lebanon. You have a four for, a few former players' kids at Seneca, mm-hmm. um, and so forth. Woody High. I mean. They don't have any former players, anything. They got kids that are coming out that that's their way out. Um, Woody High is, okay, Woody High draws from Churchill. Most of their Churchill kids go to Central Catholic. That's not true. That's not true. Um, Okay. Not all of it's true, you're right. But if you're from Churchill, I mean, Rob Gronkowski technically was from Churchill. Yeah. When, when he pretended to be from Pittsburgh so he could go to Woodland Hills. Yeah, because he would get seen for college football. You know, and like what, what happened yeah. with Gronk was his parents are divorced. His yeah. dad is living in, I believe, like the Bridgeville area. And he, opened a, business. And he opened a business and, in the Monroeville area. But he got a, but he got yeah. a, a place yeah. in Churchill so that you know, Rob Gronkowski could go play for Woodland Hills and get seen by more recruiters. Than if he had stayed in Buffalo. I mean, I know uh, a, a former Steelers player that moved three streets over from one township to another one. Same development. The development was split between two school districts. And I personally know the guy moved three streets over because his kids would get a better shot at North Allegheny than they would at Avonworth. Yeah. Um, and That's the kid, surveyor's fault for like, and, and, not knowing better than to and, like, draw the boundary around that whole neighborhood. Right, right. And his kids... Are still young. They're they're like I think his oldest is going in eighth grade, but still they're studs at what they do. But their dad's a former NFL player. Their mom's a former Olympic gymnast. You know. Yeah. Um. I, hey, smart move on him. Whatever. But you, you still have you know it comes back to if you remember that you know the one notorious big song is like you're either slinging crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot. You know. That's the way. That's 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 your way out, you know, of, of a smaller depressed area. But then you got all the Catholic schools, and that's why the WPIL is trying to put in a a, a Catholic school section or a well, that would be chart. statewide. That would be statewide, exactly. It wouldn't be just WPIL. It's statewide. It's PIAA at that point to put in their own division and their own separate entity. It's usually two Catholic schools in the. Championship. Oh, I mean, there's what Erie. Erie what, what, what's the what's the big one in Erie? Uh, Cathedral. Cathedral Prep. Our friend Doug went there. Um, they lost. They lost. They lost this week. They did. Guess who beat them? Central. Yeah, I saw that score. Did you see who beat Pine Richland? 
Who did? IMG Academy. Yeah. You want to talk about recruiting? Yeah. You want to you talk about recruiting, Steve? <laughs> They're in freaking Florida. And they get guys from all over the country to go down to Bradenton. Oh, yeah. And learn how to play a sport other than baseball. Right. Because we all know if you're in Bradenton, you want to play ball. You go, up well, to, you go straight on up to McKechnie. You know, I, they'll, I, they'll make I, you in, they'll make you into a super two he, player before you. You know, you know, I got a guy. I got a guy. I worked with and bartended with here. He, he was born in Mount Lebanon, and left Mount Lebanon, and and uh, when he was like six or seven years old, he grew up in Florida, and then he came back to Pittsburgh, and he works in the city, and he's a bartender, and actually now he's a general manager of a place. Um, he went to that school in. Right outside, I, guess, I don't know if it's in Dade County or right outside Dade County. It's St. Thomas Aquini, mm-hmm. which has the most ever D1 recruits out of that high school. And also the most NFL football players came out of that high school to begin with. Um, and it's a, it's one of those, you know, prep schools and so mm-hmm. forth. And that's where, like, AB went and, you know. But that's what I'm saying, <laughs> man. Like, that's what I'm saying, like. California. Oh. Like, Florida. Like, they have more of that than we have here in West They do. PA. They do. Like, we, like, as much as you say, like, oh, central recruits. Oh. You know. Shit. Uh, or, or the one McNeely Road recruits. Well, Seton LaSalle, sure they do. Yeah, they recruit. Sure, well, okay, so, like, they're, I mean, but it's, like, in within the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, they're not trying to pull people from all over the country. You know, like, IMG Academy, like, it's not even a real high school. I don't that's even like know where more, that's more, is. It's in Bradenton. It's like the elite school. They they have all the research down there. Like it's it's funded by like the sneaker industry, and like all the major sports are like heavily invested. And it and it's basically just like a feeder program. Like whatever sport you happen to be good at, you know, you go from like you, you can transfer to IMG Academy, and like I'm sure they'll get you like a diploma somehow. But the main point of being there. Is to progress in your sport and to get scouted and to get recruited if you're playing a sport like football or to get drafted into the pros if you do baseball, you know, or coming up soon in basketball. Maybe, like, they'll get some IMG people who go straight into the NBA once they get rid of the one and done. Um, you know, and it's like, here here in Western PA, like, we don't have that. Like, you you can you can get recruited to go to a Catholic school, but I'm telling you, like the programs at these Catholic schools, as good as they are, like they're they're still balanced around like academics and like character development, and it's not just about sports. Well, the good thing is, is for this past weekend at WPAL, it was non-conference play, week zero, week zero, so. Overall record, Central's 1-0, Hempfield's 1-0, NA's 1-0, Norwin, Seneca are all 1-0. Is this like 6A? What's that? Are you, are you talking 6A or are you just reading all the scores? 6A. Hempfield's in 6A now? Yeah. Um, and then you got uh, Butler, Lebo, Richland, and Cannon Mac are all uh, 0-1. Cannon Mac, sorry, hasn't played yet. They're 0-0. 5A... Um, That's just the eight conference. Oh, okay. There's a couple different conferences for five A. One and O is Baldwin, Charval, Moon, Peters, Saint Clair, 
0-1 is Woody High. Bethel and West A haven't played yet. Uh, the 5A Big East is Connellsville, Gateway, McKeesport, Plum are 1-0. Um, Albert Galton, I guess, is now here now. Latrobe, Penn Trafford, Franklin are all 0-1. The 5A like, conference is huge. I don't like the 6A conference. Like, I don't like just it either. Not I don't like it. In there's it. not enough in it. And it's crazy the, the, 5A, the 5A conference has... The 5A has three different divisions in the conference. It's crazy to me that Central's not going to play Gateway, McKeesport, or Woodland Hills this year. I know. It's crazy to me. Um, and even when, like, this, even when Central played in like the Quad North back in the old days and they wouldn't play McKeesport and Gateway and Woody High because they were in the Quad North, like they'd play North Hills, North Allegheny, Pine yeah, Richland, yeah. Seneca, Shaler. Well, like, they're not going to play well, Shaler. And the they're WPL, not going to play North Hills. 5A Northern Conference, Armstrong, Hampton, Kiskey, Mars, North Hills, and Penn Hills are all 1-0. Oh, Shaler's 1-0, and then Fox Chapel's 0-1. I know North Hills won. My mom was at the game. Mm. Uh, it was 42-7 to 7 was the North Hills score. I knew that one uh, off the top of my head. You get down into the 1A, and, I mean, there's so many. So there's they, they broke it down so far that there's now 1A or 2A, and they have four conferences, but yet the 6A only has one conference. But that's because of PIAA. Like, they forced that upon They did. Them. And, like, there are people from other parts of the state who resent the Whippeal for having, like, its own playoff. You know, like, when you win the Whippeal, like, you enter, like, the second round of the PIAA playoffs. Because, like, they essentially play an extra week of playoffs here in Western PA. They do. Because high school football is such a big deal, like, compared to the rest of the state. Like, there are other programs, like, I'm not saying, like, the Whippeal dominates in the states, because every year, like, the teams from the east, like, they hold their own... if not better, um, but like the way the way that it's set up around like statewide, it's just not as big in the other areas as opposed to Western PA. Yeah, and so I it gets have... a little more top heavy, like out in like you know Berks County. I didn't even have Whippy on the notes this week. We just kind of spawned into that shit. But typical um, this time of year, I know, right? Fuckers. Uh, <laughs> you want to hear more pirate shit? What else are we going to talk about? I know, right? So how about Appalachia State goes to Penn State. Penn mm. State's number 10 this year. Um, go App State, please. Um, upset uh, upset Penn State. I love going to Boone, North Carolina. It's a beautiful town. It's a beautiful town. It's got great beer. Mm-hmm. It's out in the mountains. Yeah. It's like an they hour. They have a cookout and a Bojangles. It's like an hour and so out of Asheville. It's great. I love it. Uh, and then you got West Virginia. They're number seventeen. They go to Tennessee uh, to play this weekend. Oh man! And then uh, the seventh, the two best fight songs in the country: Country Roads and Rocky Top. And Rocky Top. There you go. Uh, and then Michigan, uh, number fourteen. Michigan goes to South Bend, Indiana to play number twelve Notre Dame. This is a game that's on both of our radars. Yeah. And I, I my schedule. For Saturday, I'm kind of upset about it. At the same point, I'm like, eh, because I'll make a lot of money, hopefully. Uh, my schedule's like 12 to 9. So I, I'm, Oof. yeah. But you get all the games. Well, I'll have all the games on at the bar. But I mean, like, every every sports crowd, like, through right. the day. Right, right, But also, my last two Saturdays at work, and I've worked those random, okay, so not my last two Saturdays, but the last Saturday at work, I worked... Um, 
sport of clothes. I was just balls out busy. But the Saturday prior, I worked a 10 to 7. I actually didn't leave till 9 because we were on like a 5-hour wait at noon. And I didn't even have time to look up at a TV. That's what I'm worried about this Saturday. That I'm like, I want to be engulfed in college football. And I'm not going to be able to see shit until I get home and watch Sports Center. Um, You'll have it on. I'll have it on. Yeah. I'll have it on. I'm just not going to be able to pay attention to any of it until 11 o'clock at night when I get home. Like, I just want some bourbon and some beer and to go to bed and watch Sports Center. And I fall asleep before I finish my beer and my bourbon. <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm already preparing myself for that. You not finish your bourbon? Okay, you're, you're right. I have not finished the beer, but I've always finished my bourbon. Yeah, come on. Um, Appreciate also, the finer things. I know, right? Also, um, this past weekend was the Steelers' third preseason game, which is probably what we consider the most important preseason game of the preseason because they treat it like an actual game, the lead-up, the day of, and so forth, with the prep, the training, and, and whatnot. The first-team offense pretty much played the first half. First-team defense pretty much played the first half. Um, there was a bit of a scare, though, uh, where our guard, Ramon Foster, had a knee injury, and at first it was thought to be a career-ending knee injury. Um, later on, they looked at it and did this, that, the other thing, what they do with the medical team. It looked a lot worse than it was. He should be able to go week one. Wow. Hey. Um, I also think that's a little Hollywooding. But, well, you know, he learned from the best. <laughs> I know, right? Ben's always injured. Um, and if he's not injured, he's acting like he is. He, exactly. To play up his legend. Also, the Steelers uh, did make some moves, roster moves. Uh, they traded a fifth-round pick in 2019 to the Raiders for wide receiver and kick returner uh, Ryan Switzer. And they also get a sixth-round pick back in 2019. It seems like every year we're trying to get a kick returner. Well, because... Okay. All right. I thought about this for a little bit. Why are we always trying to get a kick returner? Because we don't want to kill Antonio Brown. Thank you. He is the best kick returner on the team. Yes, Who's the and second best punt returner? Yes. Who's second best? Juju? Yes. We can't really spare him either. Correct. Who's third best? Eli Rogers? Yes. And he's suspended for three games? No, he's suspended for one. One game? One. But still, he's, we our, don't third, kill him. He, he's our third receiver unless Washington moves into a third slot. Mm. But I think Washington still, as a rookie, I think he'll be a fourth. I don't think he's going to get in the third. So, why we're always trying to get a kick returner is because we, our, our guys that start off as kick returners and punt returners end up being great receivers. Yeah. So, remember it, when they drafted Ricardo Coakley? Oh, God. He, he didn't pan out as a kick returner. Hey, or, remember when they brought in... Well, remember when they brought in Jacoby from Baltimore? They traded mm-hmm. for him in the middle of the year. That he was Jacoby his, Jones. Jacoby Jones, yeah. He 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 ran a kickback in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The next year, the Steelers get him trade mid year, and he didn't do shit. Now, also, here's the thing: kick return, go fuck yourself. 
every kick is kicked through the end zone. There's no return. More or less, yeah. They might as well just say, here's the ball in the 25, have fun with it. And if, if, they're, if they're, like, crafty enough to kick the ball high so that it doesn't go deep, guess what happens when you, like, get to about the 17-yard line? They slide. Yeah. So, yeah, punt returns, though, because that is how you shift field position. Correct. When you, you get a good defensive stop. And then you go and, like, ruin it by netting, like, zero yards on the punt now, return. Now, do you know the name Ryan Switzer? He I've, was drafted two I've years ago. I've heard of ago. Switzer. I know of a Barry Switzer. Well, that's Barry Switzer, but this is a Ryan Switzer. No, no relation? No relation. Okay. Um, different race. Um, no, I'm pretty sure Ryan Switzer's a white dude. I saw him on the news today, Steve. Oh. Okay. Who knew? Who knew? Uh, Unless you're just referring to the fact that Barry Switzer is, like, sure. a superhuman. <laughs> like an Ubermensch. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, I it's honestly, almost like a different species. I, I honestly don't think that there is. He's like a lycan. I'll have to Google this to see if Ryan Switzer and Barry Switzer are related. So, why would you know the name Ryan Switzer? Because he owned Pitt. He did own Pitt when he played for North Carolina. So, they bring in guys who feel comfortable at Heinz Field. Who, um, you know, they're not they're not afraid to go over the middle on the natural grass turf of Heinz Field. They're not afraid to reach up and catch a ball in the swirling winds of the Ohio River. I mean, these are all reasons, or maybe just you know, John you, Gruden wanted to get rid of get rid of a receiver who's about a foot shorter than Martavis Bryant. Well, and Martavis Bryant definitely, you know. He ain't coming back. He's not coming back here. Like I think he'll, I think he'll find his way into Gruden's heart before the year. Yeah, he got drafted by Dallas, went to Oakland at the beginning of the year, and then Oakland traded him to Pittsburgh. Um, I'm trying to see is he related to Barry Switzer? Um, just because they have the same last name, I don't know. I, I wondered about that, but I didn't bother looking it up. So. You know, shame on me for not preparing, but I yeah. I, I didn't know you were going to let me talk about, like, random speculation about football players' family <laughs> trees. <laughs> you I could have come, come up with so much more material. I just figured it'd be like, oh, look, the Steelers got another punt returner. No, I mean, so, they, yeah, the reason we need returners is because all our guys are returners prove themselves and become receivers and shit. And Quadre Henderson fucked his shit up. He was great at Pitt as a returner. Not so much as a wideout, but was great as a returner. Mm. But yet hasn't done anything with the Steelers in the first three games. Now, to give the kid some credit, he hasn't had a lot of opportunity. Um, because, of course, in the kick game, they're kicking the ball through the end zone. In the punt game... Uh, you know, Quadra Henderson's on the field with like third team, you know, you know, the third team defense and third team uh, special teams going on, guys trying to make the team. So, for that matter, he has not um, progressed where they went. Now, could Quadra Henderson make the team as a uh, practice squad? Probably. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't see him making a team. 
other than that. Hates, you know. I, I thought he was a little small, even in college. Yeah. You know, as, a, as like, that body type as an NFL running back or receiver, I mean, it's, it's hard to pull off, you know. I mean, Danny Wood, Danny Woodhouse or... Woodhead. Woodhead. Woodhouse. It's an archer on the brain. <laughs> Danny Woodhead and, like, Julian Edelman, like, they're... They're a little thicker than Quadri Henderson. A little bit. I mean, he could bulk up a little, but doesn't look like he did too much. So, going into the fourth game, going into the fourth game uh, for preseason football, for the Steelers anyway, the positions you need to watch out for, the quarterback position, the wide receiver position, see who's going to make the team and who's not going to make the team. they got to cut down a 53-man roster uh, before Sunday midnight. Okay. Uh, Who do you think's the quarterback that gets cut? Josh Jones. Same. Sorry. Landry Landry's Jones. got the experience. Landry's got the experience. He stepped in while Ben's been hurt. He stepped in uh, for series when Ben shook his hand for a few minutes. Says, oh, that hurt. And then he, <laughs> st- you know, he st- and then he stepped in for games whenever Ben was actually hurt. Yeah. Um, uh, I will still never forget. Actually hurt. I, I will still never forget the game that he Ben got hurt against Baltimore. Landry came in, and Landry was named starter against the Patriots what, two seasons ago, three seasons ago now. And I'm walking through Shop and Save in Mount Lebanon, and I see Landry Jones' wife shopping, and I'm like, "Hey, Landry, how's it going?" He's like, "Good." I'm like, "Hey, have a good game." He's like, "Thanks," and I keep on going. But then there's wait, the, the Shop and Save like right up here? Yeah. And then there's the total yinzer that walks around the corner behind me. He's like, oh, my gosh, Landry Jones is shopping safe. Hey, Landry, have a good game this week. Don't fuck up, all right? And he's, like, trying not to start. His wife's just like, oh. How about these pork chops? Hey, you know, $4.99 a pond. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, but, uh, honestly, yeah, you're, you draft Mason Rudolph, fuck, he ain't getting cut. Yeah, right. You guys, so gonna... so you're, you're, you're down between Landry and Dobbs. Dobbs is like a fifth rounder, I think. Uh, he's somewhere around there. Yeah. I mean, can they carry Dobbs on the practice squad? I suppose they can. I suppose they could. What are you going to do? Uh, move him to wide out? Not with uh, Not with all the wide Switzer in the fold. Not with uh, Washington and Switzer in the fold. And he got um, Trey Griffey is still mm-hmm. there and he's making promise. Like um, we said like a month ago. There's not really a lot of jobs up for grabs on the Steelers. No. So you're looking like at... You don't, you don't get to be a, you know, Super Bowl pick. I mean, people are picking them again this year mm. to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You, don't, you don't get to be there in that position if you've got, like, a ton of position battles in camp. Okay? So, like, the, the third-string quarterback and... What else? Running back? No, not even running back. No, I we're mean, good at, we're good at running back. We're good at receiver. Le'Veon Bell's coming back. Le'Veon Bell's supposed to come back on Monday. Uh, he's supposed to sign as a good, like a good union guy uh, should. He's going to yeah. show up on Labor Day. We yeah, have right? a red flag. Right? Yeah, and then and then you got uh, Connor and then Knicks, and then you got the other running back. He's going to be there. Um, you can only carry three quarterback. Well, you can carry four, but why would you, you carry three? I, Josh, I think Josh Dobbs is the guy as the odd man out. That's all it is, too. Yeah. Wide receiver, there's still a lot to be talked about, and we're going to see what happens in the fourth game. Uh, 
What are your overall predictions this year for the Steelers' overall record, playoffs, and Super Bowl appearance? And yeah, I'm going ten and six. Ten and six, not bad. Winning the division, like it. Um, I see them getting to the AFC Championship game against New England and losing. I'm sorry, I feel that way, but well, first of all, that's an easy prediction to make. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna challenge me and tell me I'm crazy for thinking that. It, it's it's possible that it could happen. It's possible that you know. New England could not make the AFC Championship game, and maybe we beat Jacksonville, maybe we lose to Jacksonville. But I just, I can't envision a world where we beat New England in a playoff game. It's just, you know, I'm conditioned to think that way. Yeah. You know, I, I sit here and think about it, and 10 and 6 isn't bad. 10 and 6 is not a first round buy. Ten and six isn't a first round buy. Ten and six is a division win, but not a first round buy. Um, who do I think is a first round buy? You obviously got to look into the AFC East, and you're going New England. New England's going to win that division. Maybe Jacksonville. Jacksonville in the South. Um, their defense was sick last year. Uh, you know. Um, Ten and six isn't far fetched, it, it, and it's not a first round buy. It's a playoff spot. They could finish third and host like San Diego, yeah, in a first round playoff they, game. Well, yeah, they could finish and host Kansas City. They can they can host things they've done recently and yeah, been I, fine I, with. Yeah, you know, um, I really. I don't know. New England's made some changes, but New England always has a system. Um, I just don't believe that life wants me to be happy <laughs> enough to think that New right? England is going to be bad again. Like I don't think soon. New England's going to be bad, but I don't think that they're... The, the, the one, one abiding constant in my adult life is that New England has been better than the Steelers. And I've still managed to see them go to three Super Bowls and win two of them. So I'm not complaining, but if you're asking for a prediction... You've seen the Steelers go to more Super Bowls. I'm talking about since I've been a grown-up. Oh, okay. Since like, I'm not counting right. 96. All right. Because, All right. like, I didn't know any better, and I just figured that, like, oh, we'll get back again next year and the year after. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then it took them 10 years, <laughs> and I appreciated it much more when they did get back. Because you could drink. And, well, not just because I could drink, because it had been 10 years since I had seen them in the Super Bowl last. Right. And this time in 40, they won, you know, and then they came back and they won 43 and then went to 45. Okay? But all those years that they won the Super Bowl, like, somebody else took New England out for them. So, like, I'm not complaining. I'm giving credit where it's due. yeah. You know, the Steelers, like, legitimately won the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Twice. Mm -hmm. In in the past. Totally. You know, it, it happened, and it's real, and it happened. But it never happened after they beat the Patriots in a playoff game. I, I see the Steelers making the playoffs, win the division. I don't see them getting a uh, first-round bye. Um, 
And that's just a function of how they fuck uh, things up. I right? see that. I, I, yeah, totally. There, there's just, there's always going to be two or three games that. Like I the do, Bears game last year. I do see them going to a up to the AFC Championship game, and it really depends on that New England game in Pittsburgh in December on if the New on if the AFC Championship game comes through Pittsburgh or if it comes through New England. I'd feel better if it came through Pittsburgh. I would too, but I can't. I can't deal with that again. Like last <laughs> year, I'm still. I'm still hurt. Like, you know, I'm triggered, if you will, by the mere thought of a meaningful regular season game at Hansfield yeah. or at Foxborough. For that matter, you yeah. know, because like the way that the regular season game, you know, the way that it, that it ended, and the you know, the call, and the, we mentioned earlier that there's a new rule, the catch rule has been changed because of the Jesse James play against New England, and you're, you're talking about, let's have that again, where this the outcome of this game determines who has home field well, for the well, AFC well, title Well, game. here's the thing, I think that the schedule makers just pretty much say, well, it's ratings for the most part. It is ratings. But, you know what, our two out of we we play our conference. We play the NFC West, and we play the AFC West this year. And we have those two random games. Are New England and Jacksonville? It's always and it like what the fuck? Because they they and, say it's because we finished high in the standings. Yeah, but it's also it's you're right. It's about ratings. Like they they set it up that way. Like you know, nobody wants to watch like the Steelers play the Jets. Or the Dolphins. Yeah. Like, that's not going to be that's your also, 430 CBS Sunday game. And that's, also why, that's also why the Steelers end up with four to five night games a year. Thursday, mm-hmm. Sunday, Monday, however it works out. And it's been that way as long as I can remember. As long though. as I can remember, too. And they're always pretty good. They're always really good. They, they usually rise to the occasion. So. They usually do, for the most part. You are correct. Uh, of course, you know we're going to get Baltimore on a, on a night game. Yeah. One of those Baltimore games is going to be a night game. Of one. It's going to be one o'clock game. Hope it's better than the last and, one. Um, I was at the Baltimore game last year at that night game, where they went back and forth and back and forth the whole way. Well, was um, that the one with all like the penalties and the injuries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was at eight thirty Sunday night. And game. people were like, after the game, were like, "This is like the greatest indictment of football ever." Like, it was, like a lot of people were like, "It was." It was brutal. It was bad. It was brutal. It was bad. It was, it was rough. It guys was... got hurt. It wasn't fun to yeah. watch, and it wasn't like a good <laughs> advertisement for the league. So, so it was like, a Baltimore Steelers game. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like they're trying to sell that, but then yeah. like they're saying like, "Oh, but we don't want it." To, like, well, maybe show like a Seattle versus San Francisco. San Francisco game. Yeah, you know, if you if you want it to be like wide open and flag football. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you watch AFC North is is one of the hardest conferences to play, and it's smash mouth football. It's beating, banging. You know, they I, made up the phrase "smash mouth football" to describe the AFC the AFC North. The, well, and prior to that, it was the AFC Central, right? But you know, you like know. a Steelers Browns game. Oh yeah, punch you in the mouth. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then then it became Baltimore. Then it was you know Cincinnati's all uh, you know. Uh, the Oilers back in the day. Mm. I mean, that was the Oilers, man. Yeah, you know, and then it became the Tennessee Oilers for what two years before mm-hmm. they got the new stadium and became the Titans. I mean, whatever. But I don't know. Um, 
I know I got my fancy draft next weekend. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing Sunday. You're doing Sunday. I got mine. I got mine Monday. So we'll we'll definitely have some fancy talk and see how you and I line up uh, in our own separate leagues that we're in. And I don't know. It would be hard to do fancy football between two of us for a whole season. We could just do like a DraftKings thing. <laughs> we could. We could do yeah. DraftKings every week. That would be awesome. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, see. we'll, we'll see. see. We need some sponsors. Though. We need some sponsors. I'm not yeah. spending my own money. Yeah, I'm not spending my own money. Gambling on my shitty right? football picks. I know. All right, folks. Thank you very much. You all have a great week. Matt and I had a great time sitting here drinking beer and Bullshit about Sponsor sports. us so we can gamble. Yes, yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, uh, go fund Matt and Steve's bold. Yeah, bold sports. Matt and Steve's funded uh, DraftKings. So, I you know, send us some like, picks to do that. Yeah, shit, like, too. Yeah, like give us some picks. Yeah, you know, if you have a daily number that you want us to play, like <laughs> we'll go get it for you. Hey, like, I'll, I'll play two, two, two. I mean, know, all day long. What, what's your kid's birthdays like? You know. <laughs> I don't know what the Powerball's at these days, but it's always more than I have, so. Totally. They don't. They never take money away from you. Well, they... The taxes, they take some. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, no one wins the lottery and ends up, like, broke. More broke than they were to begin with. Exactly. Unless you're that guy that I see at the laundromat. <laughs> but that's the thing, like, he just doesn't know how to manage his winnings, <laughs> is the problem. He collects three hundred dollars a day in winnings and puts four hundred out in numbers. <laughs> Maybe someday he'll figure it out, Steve. I swear, you know it's not my it's not my place to interfere with commerce. All right, folks, thank you very much. You have a great week. Matt and I'll be back next week, uh, and we'll have talk about some college football going on and a great prelude. We'll have actual football scores, actual football scores, actual football talk, and a. Prelude? Is that a word? Yeah. Prelude into the NFL regular season. We can do some picks next week. We can do picks? Yeah. That's right. We can do picks. We're doing picks. Picks are coming up. Picks, picks, picks. All right. Fuck. Picks. All right. Real quick. Out of the four, out of the four locals. Pitt and Albany. Okay. Go. Pitt. Um, Appalachia State, Penn State. Penn State. Uh... WVU, Tennessee. WVU. Notre Dame, Michigan. Not really local, but... um. Well, they're one of our favorites. I'm picking so. Notre Dame. So am I. And I'm not changing. I'm going with what Matt said. Okay. So... So this is week zero of picks. <laughs> week zero of picks. This is not really going to count at the end. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks. Have a great week, and we will talk to you soon. Peace. Hey, Ian's, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or boldpgh.com.